0: Welcome to the Chronically Courageous podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. This is your host, Bonnie Howard, and today I have with me Mr. Amazing. His actual name is Mr. Lindsay Gledhill, but he is otherwise known as Mr. Amazing. And of course, I will share with you the reasons for that. I met Lindsey in a Facebook group called the Facebook Live Challenge and was so attracted to his positive energy and this is just a man that is, he just radiates love wherever he goes and and makes a life out of making people feel amazing and bringing joy to everyone that he sees and who doesn't want to be around someone like that, right? So. Lindsay is 66 years young. He just recently started a podcast called Design Your Life 2.0 because he is starting this new phase of his life. And of course, we'll get into that as well. He's been a tax accountant all of his life and now is kind of pivoting into more of the self-development coaching world and, and with the podcast and leading a Facebook group called The Amazing Challenge. Lindsay has had a few brushes with his own mortality due to heart-related issues. And I think what I've seen from him, and we'll, of course, talk more about it, but he really truly lives every single day fully and with passion and positivity and spreading love wherever he goes. And I just love talking to him and interacting with him for that reason. Lindsay is also an avid cycler. I think he cycles like 40 plus miles at a time. He has a beautiful family, a wife, Lucia, of 44 years, and they have four children and eight grandchildren between them. So large family, mostly living in Utah and then some in California where he resides. So with that said, it is my pleasure to welcome Lindsay Gledhill to the show. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's an honor and a privilege.
0: Absolutely, my pleasure. So, Lindsay, let's kind of start by talking about going, going back to your, your life before you got into the self-development world. And I know you've been a tax accountant, still are. You just finished up the tax season with the extended tax deadline. And now you're pivoting into this second act of your life and really trying to make a big impact on the world with all of the the skills that you've developed over the course of your life. Can you tell me a little bit about what made you want to make that change?
1: Well, the big thing is that too many times people are kind of in a rut. They just kind of go down the, the, the street or their profession or whatever you want to call it and they think okay i've got this good gig and everything's going good and why ruffle the feathers because you know i've got a house i've got a family i've got a car i've got food and what else would you want and 2009 uh, i was thrown kind of a curveball mm-hmm. and cuz i was kind of in that rut myself you know i had a good career it was paying well and then March 31st 2009 I had a heart attack which really caught me by surprise cuz I've always been very athletic very active always watched my diet and then when I had this heart attack it's like why and at first when I when I first had it um, I had actually just finished a spin class at the gym mm-hmm I came home. I had showered. I was actually dressed in my cycling outfit, ready to ride to the office because I didn't have any tax appointments that day. Okay. And I was eating and I, you know, just had some of the symptoms. I was a little dizzy. And then I got my forehead was sweaty, Mm -hmm. went and laid down on the couch. And I had this weird feeling in my chest. And I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't know for sure what it was. Right. So I called my, my primary care physician, and I explained what was going on, and he said, well, it may be nothing, but maybe, you know, maybe you're coming down with you know, a cold or a flu or something. And I said, okay, he said, just, you know, rest and take it easy. So I went and changed. Um, we have twin grandsons. Mm-hmm. They were five years old, or four years old at the time. They were in the front bedroom with my wife asleep, and I went back in the bedroom, and I got changed in my pajamas, because my doctor said, you know, rest and take it easy.
0: Right. Following doctor's orders.
1: Yes. Yes. Being a a good boy. (laughs) Um, And so, as I was laying there, I was taking some deep breaths, and then I was raising my hands overhead, and all of a sudden, my arms got real heavy, and I thought, hmm, this can't be good. So... I called the doctor back and he said, Well, it may be nothing, but you got to go into emergency. Well, long story short, I went into emergency, walked in, told the person at the front desk what was going on. And I didn't even sit down. They called the nurse out, took me back, and I was going to sit in the chair for the registration, you know, ask or answer the 50 questions. And the nurse said, No, no, point, or she pointed over to a wheelchair and she said, Sit over there. And I'm thinking, what? she said just sit in the chair so I sit in the chair and then as she's taking me to my room I hear on the PA system cardiac in room 22 and then they put me in room 22 and I'm thinking what oh. the heck is coming on oh no so anyway I got in dress, got the gown on somebody came in from EKG and somebody else came in from x-ray five minutes later the doctor was in there and he said well you've just had a heart attack and your right coronary artery is 100% blocked. And I'm thinking to myself, where the heck did that come from? Right. And so anyway, he just went over some preliminary stuff He said, we're going to take care of the cath lab. We're going to remove the blockage, put a stent in, sign these papers. I thought, okay. So anyway, I went up and they did their thing. And, um, you know, two and a half days later, I was out. Hmm. Had to watch my how I walked. Couldn't walk very fast. Couldn't bend over. And one of the key things the doctor said, and keep in mind, this is March 31st. It's two weeks before the end of tax season.
0: Oh boy.
1: He said, "I don't want you to see any clients." Mm. I said, "Do you know what I do for a living?" He said. Yes, that's exactly why I don't want you to see clients for the next two weeks. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: So I said, okay. So the secretary called all the appointments canceled. The appointments told them that either they could bring their stuff in, drop it off, and I'd get to it as I could, or just file an extension, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which I did for most of the clients. And they, you know, they didn't have a problem with that. Right. So it took a little while to get back into the swing of things. But uh, I was actually a month off the bike, which was really frustrating because it was the first year that a group of us have always done four to 500 mile bike ride down the California coast. Wow. This was in March, and we were going to do it in July.
0: Hmm. So, Lindsay, so Mm -hmm. it sounds like despite the fact that you had this kind of major brush with your own mortality, you still wanted to keep Doing what you were doing and, and and serving your clients and going for your bike rides and kind of keep you know, acting as if nothing had happened. Right. I mean, how how has that changed or is that any different now? Or would you say that you're still kind of that same that same personality type?
1: Still the same. Um, yeah. yeah. We, di- we didn't mention, but um, I had another heart attack Thanksgiving morning this past year, 2019. I remember. And as my son was getting ready to take me to the hospital Thursday morning, I just said a, a quick prayer. I said, dear God, I know it's not my time yet. You know, please bless the nurses and the doctors that take care of me so I can get out of the hospital as soon as I can and, you know, get on with my business. And that's what happened. And I don't know if if you knew about this, but one of the things that uh, I did because a heart attack was on Thursday. They transported me to the cardiac floor on Friday morning. Friday night, I went and asked my nurse if I could walk around the, you know, the the floor just to get some steps in, because I wasn't getting any steps in.
0: Gotta keep those Fitbit steps up, right?
1: Yes, definitely. So she said, Yes, you can walk, but you know, if you get dizzy or lightheaded, please stop. I said, Oh, don't worry. Well my nurse was in the back so as I start walking around the front there was another nurse that was sitting on the outside and as I walked started to walk around he looked up at me and I obviously I had my gown and stuff on and as he looked up at me he said oh don't mind me I'm I might look like I'm a patient but actually I'm just a doctor doing my rounds
0: I love it
1: so he's you know he smiled so each time I came around he just looked up and smiled so Saturday morning, I got up before breakfast and was doing my, my rounds again. And it just so happened that he was sitting out there again at the, in the same chair. And so as I started to walk around, he looks up and said, Oh, good morning, doctor. I see you're doing your rounds. That's great. As a matter of fact, I am. I'm trying to get him done so I can get out of here. I love it. So anyway, you can still have humor when you're in the hospital.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so important because, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in, oh my gosh, poor me, and I'm so sick, and and just that simple shift in mindset, and it's not always an easy thing to do, but just that simple shift in mindset and kind of, I think, laughter and finding humor in any and every situation, I know that's helped me a lot through some of my hospital visits and other kind of crazy adventures on my health journey. So I great. love that you do that. I just love it. It's great. And there you are. There you are. You just had a heart attack, and and you're bringing joy still to other people, which I love about you. That's amazing. That you're, you know, you're still thinking about how can I, how can I spread love? How can I spread joy? How can I make the most of this day? And there's, there's so much to be learned from that. I think it's just beautiful that you do that.
1: Yeah. One, one other thing I forgot to mention, one, Friday night when I was walking around the opposite hallway from where my room was at, as I it was about in the middle. As I was approaching two adjoining rooms, there was a nurse that came out of one room and she had a, a mask on. And then right after that, another nurse walked out of another room that had a mask and a shield on, a face shield. Mm-hmm. So I walked up and I just kind of looked at both of them. And I said, boy, the two of you make me feel like I need to have full body armor. (laughs) Laughing, you know, because I thought, well, Uh... you know, you got to do what you got to do. So
0: now that was that with your recent visit to the hospital? Yeah. So let's talk about that. So I know, I know, because I feel like I was kind of there with you, because you told me throughout the experience, and then I was kind of we were texting back and forth the day that you went to the hospital. And I was so grateful that you kind of allowed me to be there for you and support you and send you good energy and everything during that day. Um, and of course I was concerned. So I was happy to know that everything was okay in real time. Yeah. Um, so talk about what happened there with your, I know you were taking a bike ride and you had a little incident to say the least.
1: Yeah. I, uh, Well, I was finishing up a 45 mile bike ride and it was about two miles from home, two and a half miles from home. I was riding with a friend and without any forewarning or anything, I just, I passed out while I was riding. Hmm. And, you know, obviously when you pass out, you don't have control of your body or anything. And so I, you know, had road rash on my knee and on my right shoulder or my right elbow had bruising on my right shoulder, and then I had a huge hematoma on my right thigh, below my hip bone, and I just, I didn't understand what happened. But, um, you know, the friend that, that was with me, so his wife brought the truck, his truck, and then he took me home, and as he was taking me home, instead of thinking, you know, why did this happen to me, you know, woe was me, there's, you know, I must have done something wrong, my thought was okay this happened for me there's a reason for it and I need to find out so I can share it with other people. Mm. And in my mind it you know it just changes the whole perspective of it. Yes. So I went up not right away but later that night I got up to go to the bathroom and passed out again had to get some staples in my head. Anyway had two COVID-19 tests one Sunday night, and then one later Sunday night, different hospitals. Oh, my gosh. But uh, they did a procedure on me Monday uh, where they tried to recreate what had caused me to pass out. Had three different catheters. One was to see if they could recreate or find out if I had high blood pressure. The other one was if I had low blood pressure. And then the third one was to see if I had any scar tissue in my heart. And all three of them came back negative. Hmm. So I went back to the room, the nurse was there and I said, so here I am, I'm still here. Right. You know, they were, they were just, they were puzzled. And so they think what probably happened was I was just dehydrated, which to me, it doesn't make sense, but mm-hmm. I'd rather have it be dehydrated than one of the other three. Sure. It was neat to be able to still share positivity with the, the people in the hospital. Yes. Tell them thank you for, you know, what they were going to do or what they had already done. Right. Because too many people don't tell them that, oh, that's just your job.
0: That's true. That's true. Everyone's so kind of self-concerned and, you know, rightfully so. I mean, they are in the hospital. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it goes a long way when you can show that appreciation because you're right. They don't get it enough. Yeah. I, I try to do the same. And I've had ample opportunity to do it. So So then you wound up um, having a loop recorder, I believe, right? Yep. and they found that there was a blockage.
1: Well, the, 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 it wasn't the loop recorder that found the blockage. Oh. They put the loop recorder in to monitor my heart to see if I you know if I passed out again, that would record what caused me to pass out. Right. And then the cardiologist would know and then they'd be able to take a measure, you know, okay defibrillator pacemaker right but I haven't passed out since so the reason that uh, they found the other blockage is I was pressuring my my cardiologist to find out when I could get back on my bike Mm. and he this was June 22nd he said well come in and we'll do a stress test and so I did the stress test he showed me on the on the computer screen after it said well See, this is this one valve before it's opening up quite a bit. And then the one after, he said, it's just not opening up as much. Mm. So he said, I want you to go down and have an angiogram done next Monday. So I did that. They went in, found another partial blockage, removed that, put another stent in. And you know, I've had still people that say, well, do you feel better now? I said, well, I didn't feel bad before. How do you feel better if you didn't feel bad? <laughs> right. And so I'm just glad that I'm still here and that they found the blockage.
0: I'm glad you're still here too. We, we need Lindsay in this world for sure. We have, we have a lot, a lot to give, give this world. So I am very relieved and happy that you got, you got your heart patched up and taken care of. Yes. So Lindsay, there's another a thing that you do we talked about a little bit and you started a group to promote other people doing this called The Amazing Challenge. I know you have so many different stories of how you've brought this joy to other people's lives, but if you could just kind of maybe pick one of your favorites and tell us what it is that you do,
1: that would be great. Well, um, do you want me to tell you how it came about?
0: Yeah, that would be wonderful.
1: Okay, so it was... Almost two years ago, I was at a personal development seminar in Salt Lake, and to get to the main hallway that was going to take me back to the conference room, I had to walk up this slight incline, and as I walked into the the Salt Palace, I had this thought, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way in the world that I'm going to do that, because up at the corner where I had to turn to the right, there was a bench, and there were two women sitting on a bench, and there was a gentleman that was standing talking to the two of them, And the thought was to walk up and ask them an off-the-wall question because these are complete strangers. And at first I thought, there's no way that I'm going to do that. But as I continued to walk, I thought, well, wait a minute. I'm from California. I'm in Utah. They're in a different event. Even if they do think I'm crazy, who cares? Because I'm never going to see them again. Right. So I walk up and I just stand there because I didn't want to be rude and cut in. So when they finally looked at me, I said, excuse me, I need to confirm something that I heard about the three of you to see if it's true or not. And both the women that were sitting down had their, this look on their face like, who are you and who have you been talking to? Mm-hmm. So the lady that was closest to me, she said, so what did you hear? And my response was, I heard that the three of you are amazing individuals. Is this true? And immediately both women had a smile from ear to ear. And with a little bit of laughter in her voice, the, the lady there again that was closest to me, she said, And you couldn't tell that just by looking at us. Adorable. I I had to laugh a little bit. And I said, Well, I could, but I still had to ask to make sure it was true. So then the gentleman that was standing, he said, But I'm just good. And inside I thought, ah. But then the lady that was sitting close to him as she pointed in his direction said, but he is amazing by association with us two. And I thought, yes. (laughs) Anyway, I just stood there for a couple of minutes and we talked about positive things. And I said, well, I need to be getting back to my conference and I'm sure you're going to have to go back to yours here pretty soon. So both the ladies said, thank you for sharing that with us. You've kind of picked up our spirits in the afternoon because after lunch it kind of drags on and everything and i said well you're welcome so i'm maybe 15 20 yards down the hallway and i hear another couple walk out of another room and i kind of glance over my shoulder and i think to myself should i or shouldn't i and i thought you know what first one went good let's try it again right so i walk back and the gentleman's closest to me and I walk up and I said, "Excuse me, I need to confirm something that I heard about the two of you to see if it's true or not." And he had kind of a, you know, a little bit of a stern look on his face, and he said, "And who are you with?" Because they both their lanyards on, and I had mine, but my name tag was tucked in my pocket because I just got back from lunch. And I said, "Oh, that doesn't matter. I just need to confirm whether it's true or not." So the lady said. So what was it that you heard? And I said, I heard that the two of you are amazing individuals. Is this true? Same response. They both had a smile from ear to ear. And the lady said, as a matter of fact, it is. Thank you for recognizing it. So the gentleman just would not let go of it. Who told me? So he says, so who told you this? And I said, as a matter of fact, it was a little birdie that flew by and whispered it in my ear. So they're <laughs> laughing at this point, and I was kind right. of laughing myself. And they were headed the same direction that I was going because they were headed to the bathroom. So we just walked slowly and talked about positive things. And even after we got outside the bathroom, we talked about positive things for you know another 30 seconds or so. And I said, well, I know you two have business to take care of, and i got to get back to my conference. So they both said, thanks for sharing that with us. So I've just done it. You know, ever since, whenever I have an opportunity. And it's it's been a lot of fun. And about a year later, a second question came to me that is kind of a follow-up from the first one. Mm-hmm. After people confirm that they are amazing, the second question is, Well, seeming you're amazing, would you be willing to share with me one thing that makes you amazing? Nice. Some people are just able to, you know, rattle three or four or five things off, you know, without thinking about it. And other people have to stop and think, well, I don't know. Let me, let me think about that. But it's just, it's been fun because it gets people to stop and think, well, wait a minute. You know what? I am amazing. Let me think a little bit about me instead of about everybody else. And it gets their gears going. And I have had a couple of people that said, oh, I don't feel very amazing. And the first time that it happened, I thought, oh, boy, I haven't had this happen before. Hurry up.
0: Right. What do I do?
1: So I kind of dug in the files and I thought, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your amazingness right now? And they'll, they'd stop and say, oh, I'm probably about a six. I said, okay. I said, you don't need to tell me, but think to yourself what would take it or what would make it a 10? And so you see them stand there and the gears are kind of turning, thinking, oh, wait a minute, maybe I can be amazing. And then I just leave it at that to let them, you know, ponder on it for a bit. Sure. But it's it's been so much fun. And when I see people that I've used that on before and they see me again, I don't even have to say anything and they just smile.
0: I'm sure they do. I, I have that experience with you too. You've told me I'm amazing a time or two, and I know it brings light into my life, you know, so many people go through life and they're just concerned about what's going on with them. And they're not looking to like light people up like that. What is it that makes you, what drives you to do that? What inspires you to do that?
1: I think the main thing is just to see the response back from the other person because so many people are, well, I'll just say it: so many people are stuck in their life but the, the problem is that they don't know that they're stuck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when, you know, somebody, some some complete stranger walks up and asks them an off-the-wall question that, you know, because you, you always think the negative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you turn it and say, well, I've heard that you're amazing. Is that true? You know, it kind of catches them off guard. Yeah. It, like I said, probably 99% of the time, it always brings out a smile.
0: Yeah.
1: And then when you ask the second question, it even goes a little bit deeper because I've had so many times that it's like the barriers have gone down and you have now just become their new best friend because he thinks that I'm amazing.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: It's, it's just the, I guess for lack of better words, just their response back of positivity because I'm sharing positivity with them. And then I feed feed off of it as well because they give it back to me with a smile and, you know, with other responses. I'll do it sometimes when I'm, maybe I'm crossing an intersection at a stoplight and I've actually had some t-shirts made up that say, you are amazing. Right. And when I'm wearing that t-shirt, I'll stop and face the car and the person, the driver, you know, kind of look a little puzzled. And then I'll point at them, I'll point at the t-shirt, kind of puff up my chest, then point back at them, and then they'll read the t-shirt, and they get this smile or get you know a thumbs up, and you know, and then I just continue on. So you can change their perspective in an instant. An instant. Yeah. You never you never know how long it's gonna last.
0: Right. And and in doing that, it's you like you said, you're getting that positivity reflected back to you. So if you were having a bad day by stepping out of yourself and bringing that positivity to somebody else that in turn makes your day. I mean, I know for me, I mean, that's, that's a big reason why I do this podcast and, you know, kind of why I do that advocacy work that I do is because if I can, you know, help someone to tell their story and feel validated and help other people feel like they're, you know, like they're enough and, and they've, you know, they're not alone and all those things. It just, you know, the feedback that I get from doing this, it makes my day. And it's, it's just so beautiful. I love it. You
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So I totally get it. That's why we're part of the same tribe. Yep. <laughs> I think yep. I like that way.
1: Get a double reward. You, you give it and then you get it back.
0: Totally. And I, I feel like, like, you know, you just reminded me of something. When I was a teenager, I did some volunteer work and I went to this camp for underprivileged children and we got to show them the time of their lives. These were kids that they might not even own a toothbrush or they would live, you know, behind a circle K was their address. And for a week, we showed them the time of their lives and we made sure that they felt like normal kids and you know they didn't have the abuse that they came from and the poverty and the lack of of things and at the end of it you know I would tell people about how amazing of an experience it was and how rewarding it was and people were like wow that was so nice of you to give your time to do that and I said you know actually it I got I I feel like I got more out of it than they did so it's almost like it, it almost felt like selfish in a way for me because it made it filled up my heart so much to do that and I feel like when we do these types of things it just enriches our life in such a deep deep way and it's yeah it's just great I mean I think you know that would be one of the big things I would say to people is if they're if they're in a dark place the fastest way to get out of it is to light someone else up right Right. yeah and you live by that so so what lights you up these days speaking of that
1: well, it lights me up, you know, just sharing positivity and, and approaching people and asking them if they're amazing. And then one of the other things, um, I think I mailed you at least one, if not a couple of them.
0: You did. $2 bills. Yes. Thank you.
1: And so just, you know, when I share my analogy of the $2 bill with people, they've never thought of it in that sense before. And this was just another mental download that came to me. And I thought, you know what? I might as well just go ahead and share that because people know that $2 bills are out there, but they're not something that you see on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody sees them, they, Oh, a $2 bill. And so I'll just kind of go a quick snippet of it, but
0: yeah, please.
1: $2 bills in my analogy represent the talents that we have that we don't share very often because just like the talents that we don't share two dollar bills are out there but they're kind of hidden and they're not seen that frequently and so what happens when we share these other talents with people that didn't know that we had these talents they kind of get excited and wide-eyed because they'll say, wow, I didn't know you played the guitar or I didn't know you sang or tap dance or whatever it is. And so they now just got excited and found out something new about you, even though they've known you for years, like people know that $2 bills are out there, but they don't see them very often. So when you share one of these talents that you've got, and then people see a different side of you that they didn't know that, you had it's like seeing a two dollar bill for the first time right and when you stop and think about it all of the talents that we have if not all of them for the most part we've learned those from other people that we've seen someone else do something that we took an interest in and thought Mm -hmm. wow I'd like to learn how to do that and so we never know who we can touch or how we can touch them By sharing our talents, but if we don't share them, the possibility is pretty slim.
0: Mm.
1: You know, for those that are listening to the podcast, I just like to encourage you if you can find a $2 bill, put it somewhere where you can see it on a regular basis. And when you look at it, just think about okay, what talents can I share with people today that I haven't shared for some time? Because you, there again, you never know who you can touch or how you can touch them. Right. So right. I, I've got some other stories about that too, but um, maybe for another another time.
0: Yeah. If you have a good one, I'm open to it. But I think, you know, and, and I think people that, that are listening may think, oh, well, I don't have a talent. A lot of people think, well, if they can't sing or dance or play an instrument or like some of those commonly known things. But the truth is we all have gifts. And we may not see them as other people do, you know, and what, what we consider to be just regular and, you know, normal course of the day might to someone else be really special. So, you know, you're right by sharing our, our things that we may not feel are special. Someone else may really benefit from them. So it's really just right. a matter of opening ourselves up and, and sharing those things.
1: Well, and the thing is, Like you said, that a lot of times we don't think that they're special or that they're talents. Mm -hmm. And I think most of the reason is is because we've had them for so long that for us, they've just been kind of mundane. Right. But yet when we share them with somebody else, wow, I didn't know you could do that. We need to be willing to share those talents. Even if we think they're mundane,
0: Mm -hmm. people are going to
1: think that they're pretty special.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we wind up taking them for granted and we don't realize. So Lindsay, I, I see you as someone who has a lot of wisdom. And one of the goals of my efforts in this podcast is to share those things with other people and to bring more hope and positivity to their lives. So If you could tell people one thing that they could do to change the quality of their life on a a daily basis, what would that one thing be?
1: Probably two things. Okay. But but they're kind of connected. Um, Because in this fast-paced world, we're always go, 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 go. Yes. And so I think the two things that I would recommend, slow down And go inside. Because a lot of times we think that the answers are out there. But when you stop and think about it, and if we go deep inside, we always have the answers. Yeah. Just by slowing down and then take some time for yourself to ponder, meditate, pray, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. to where there's self-reflection that's going inside and you're searching inside for the things that you need for you because we're all specific. We're all individuals. And what's good for me may not be good for you. Right. But yet, if you go deep inside and search, you're going to be able to come up with the answers.
0: That's
1: mm. great. Right. You know, follow follow your heart. Yes. Your heart always knows what's best.
0: So true. That is so true. And you know, one of you and I were in a mastermind together. And I think one of the things that we talked about was, you know, that Michelle Sorrow talked about was, when you think about something, does it make you feel contracted or expansive? So like, if you're contemplating, you know, certain action you want to take, or, you know, even as simple as, do I want to go out to lunch with this person or is this someone that I want to pursue a relationship with? And when you kind of close your eyes and you go inside and you think about that, does it make you feel happy and light or does it make you feel heavy and tired? And just really by tuning into those instincts, we, we can get so much better direction in our lives. And, uh, I know that's something I didn't do for so many years of my life, and I think it not doing that made me more and more physically sick. And now I've opened up my intuition tremendously, and continue to do so. And uh, to the point where some people might consider it a little bit woo-woo, but I'm okay with it. And you know, I see the angel numbers everywhere, and I I really I really listen to and analyze things in the moment, and it really helps to kind of put me on a better path to make those decisions that are going to be healthier. And as I continue to do that and listen to my intuition, I I just feel better and better because I'm living my truth. And, you know, it's like, you know, like you were saying so many people, go through life in a rut, and they just get stuck. And they, they live the way that society says they should live. And you know, you should go to school and get your degree and get an office job. And the the family, the whole, you know, like the little boilerplate idea of what life should look like. And that's not necessarily the right path for everybody. And yeah, so I think by listening to what really speaks to us, that takes life to another level of Awesomeness. Amazingness. We'll go with amazingness.
1: There you go.
0: We're talking to Mr. Amazing.
1: <laughs> one of the things that, that came to mind was one of Tony Robbins quotes. And he said that uh, when life will take a change is when your shoulds become musts. Mm. And that in order to do this, you have to stop shooting on yourself.
0: Yes. Yeah, don't shoot all over yourself. Yes. <laughs>
1: And it, and it makes a world of difference because when your shoulds become a must, you think, okay, I've got to get this done. So your your trage- trajectory changes to get that goal or that specific task done. And then it's off your back and it's like, okay, I, I'm lighter now. Yes. Instead of carrying all those shoulds around with you all the time and it's like, oh, I, I should do this, I should do that, but I don't get it done.
0: So true. And sometimes it's, you know, it's about taking just the, the, the littlest of steps in that direction. You know, like like right now, I need to do some spring cleaning. And the idea of taking on the whole house at one time is overwhelming, to say the least. But you know, I read something recently. It's like, just say you're going to clean this one drawer today. And just that putting that in motion and, and getting that momentum and that feeling of that relief of taking it off your back keeps you propelled forward because it feels so good to get something done right. and cross it off your list and stop shooting on yourself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. No, that's that's true.
0: That's great advice. So, Lindsay, you like I said, you're 66 years young, and looking back at your younger self, what advice would you now give to that person?
1: Well, I think I'd. Do the same thing that I just gave everybody else advice just a few minutes ago. Slow down yeah. and go inward. Because my younger self, I was just go, 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 go. The thought was the more money I could make, the happier the family is gonna be. But I wasn't with the family because I was out making money. And so just, you know, just slow down. You might think that money's not gonna come to you, and it may not right away. But if you go inward and find your real self and go in that direction that, that yourself is telling you to go, the money will come.
0: Yep. So true. I've seen it happen. Absolutely. What is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned through your self development journey?
1: I think number one is just to be happy because a lot of times people think that once I'm successful, I'll be happy. Yeah. But too many people continue to chase that success but they're never ever happy because they get to one gig and they get that one and they go to the next one go to the next one and they're never happy. But if you reverse it and if you're happy it doesn't matter where where you're at what you're doing you can be successful. Yeah. Because you will be grateful for what you've got and That doesn't mean that you have to stop because you can still, you know, continue to grow and, and learn and progress. But if you can be happy in where you're at, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can be successful.
0: Yeah. So great. I love that. So many people, they set these, these huge goals and, you know, like, let's just say I'm going to get my PhD and then they get their PhD and they go through their graduation ceremony and they're on top of the world and then it's over and it's like, boom. And then like the dopamine in their body just drops right after that because they've worked and worked and worked towards this one goal and, and now it's been reached and it's like, okay, now what? You know, and, and, and you're so right. People need to be happy in in the moment and just be happy where you're at. And then the good things just come, they follow that. Yeah, yeah. So Lindsay, as you know, the name of the podcast is The Chronically Courageous. And boy, I look at you and I see one courageous man because I've seen you, I've seen you now through two major hospital visits and surgery and stuff. And you are definitely one that is a symbol of courage. But you know, everybody defines courage a little bit differently. I know I have my thoughts about it. How do you define courage?
1: Let me see if I can look it up in Webster's Dictionary real quick.
0: <laughs> oh, that's cheating. <laughs> I don't want to know what Webster thinks. I want to know what Lindsay thinks. That's, that's okay. more important.
1: Let me let me look it up in the Glendhill Dictionary. <laughs>
0: All right, better. Uh, that's better.
1: Um, I think courage is just moving forward continually without knowing what's going to present itself in front of you. Because to a certain degree, that's what life is like. I mean, because you never know what's going to show up. And I'm currently reading a book by Michael Singer called The Surrender Experiment. Hmm. Instead of trying to structure his life all the time, he lets things unfold. Hmm. The things that happened were just amazing. And so I think too many times we try and restrict ourselves within certain parameters. And so if we're courageous enough just to go ahead and, and take each step and, you know, not knowing where the next step is going to take you, but just have the courage and the faith and, you know, the action steps to continue to take those steps. And then at some point in time, you know, You're going to get in this big room that the light's going to go on and, Hey, I made it. I got where I was supposed to go. Now I need to go to the next place. Right. You know, if you ever arrive, you're done.
0: Exactly. You
1: have to keep going.
0: Yes. It's always about that continual growth and learning and development. And that's why we love our self-development stuff, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. I like the Gledhill version, by the way, better than the Webster version. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it i'll take okay. it so Lindsay, what are some you know there's a lot of people listening to this who may feel either stuck in their careers or stuck because of whatever health situation they're in what words of advice would you give them if they're feeling stuck
1: i think the first thing is look inside and are you really happy are you really happy? May have a good family and everything, but are you happy? Because mm-hmm. I think too many times people put facades on, you know, with this big smile, but yet inside it's just, it's complete turmoil. And they have to, you know, put this face on that everything's fine. And there's more people out there, especially now during this COVID-19 crisis, Yeah, I think are suffering from depression and, and other things. And you just need to go inside and like i said before just slow down a little bit see what makes you happy and then mm-hmm. incorporate those things into your life and just find either a coach or a mentor or a good book that you know you can read to to learn some different things that will get you outside of your box mm-hmm. outside of your comfort zone and which by the way i'm now in my comfort zone with my question is it true what i heard about you cuz i've been doing it for over 2 years so i have to come up with another thing to get me out of the comfort zone but the thing is that if we're not happy inside it's going to wear on us at some point in time it, we're just going to break down mm-hmm. and hopefully not to the you know the extent of suicide or anything like that but Number one, and not in selfish reasons, but number one, we have to be healthy and we have to be happy. Yeah. Because if we're not, the other things are not going to follow suit. They may for a period of time, but for long run, they're not going to follow suit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Thank you. All right. So, Lindsay, I like to do a rapid fire fill in the blank section here towards the end. So are you ready for it? We'll try. (laughs) All right. So yeah, if you could just kind of fill in the blank with like a, a a word to a sentence. Here we go. My heart issues have made me more.
1: Cognizant of life. Mm,
0: That's good. I feel like, I feel like I want to hear more elaboration on that because it's a good answer. I feel like there's more depth behind that.
1: Well, I think it's just, and it goes back to the last statement. You know, if we're not happy, we're not going to be happy. Yeah. Too many times it's a health issue or a hospital visit or a hospital stay or a near brush of death that people, oh, you know, I need to slow down. I need to start spending more time with these people or these people or I need to get ready to meet my creator or, you know, whatever it is. But just being more cognizant of life. Mm-hmm. And enjoying life and spreading that joy to other people I think is is key
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. and I think sometimes when we're when we're not living in that place where we feel personally fulfilled, it can lead to a bunch of health issues, so really by by turning that around, I think it can conversely really make a huge improvement on on our health, right, yeah. All right, back to the fill in the blanks. You're not off the hook yet. The one thing I wish people knew about going through a brush with mortality is
1: that none of us have a free ticket out of life. Mm. Yeah. All right. Once we're born, we know we're getting closer to that day that we're going to we're going to die. Yeah. Nobody knows when, but just appreciate every day and You know, go forward with the best that you can. Do the best you can every day.
0: Yes. Our best is enough, right? All right. I wish other people would perceive their biggest challenges as?
1: Stepping blocks for growth.
0: Mm, Yes, definitely. The most valuable lesson I've learned through this journey has been?
1: To love more. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, and you're you're a big hugger. I know. I know you've already told me when we meet for the first time in person, which is weird because of course I feel like I already know you because we've seen each other online so many times. But uh, it's gonna be a long hug, definitely. I'm a big hugger too, so big hug fest.
1: Yes, it will be
0: for sure. All right, so Lindsay. Tell us kind of what you're up to now, what direction you're taking. I know, you know, you've been doing taxes for a very long time, but now you're pivoting a little bit into something else. If you could talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Um, well, with my, pod, my podcast, Design Your Life 2.0, you know, some people think might think that it's just for the, the older generation. But the thing is that everybody up until this point in time in their life have lived their first half, whether it's 15 years, 30 years, 60 years. And we never know when our day is going to come that we're not going to be here anymore. And so the past is in the past. We can't go back and change it. You know, there's good things, yeah. there's bad things, there's things that we want to forget about, and we all have them. Sure. But we can't change them. Right. And so the key is that today forward, what are we going to create moving forward to design our life to make it better to you know involve more people to live happier to to share more love and have more dreams and and live the dreams because too many times people are just on a course of like i mentioned before go 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 and they don't take a step yeah. back and and take a deep breath and th- try and think and realize, okay, where am I headed instead of just always going forward? Because all work and no play. Well, we know what happens there. Yes, we do. You know, you have to enjoy the journey as you're, you're going along too. It's not just go, go, go all the time. Absolutely. And so even at 66 years young, you know, I should be retiring, but, um, uh, you just shut it on yourself. I won't be retiring. <laughs> 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 well, that's what other people are saying. So they're doing it to me. All
0: right. Well, all right. But, but you don't have to do it to you.
1: No, but um, I'm actually working on a, a coaching and, and mentoring business and just looking for speaking opportunities, which right now they're all virtual. Right. And I'm working on a website. Have my I'll have my website up here before too long that uh, I'll have my t-shirts for sale and things. Right. Which, yeah, life life continues to unfold. Yes. And as we continue to move forward and look for the things that are going to bring us joy and those that are around us more joy, we just need to participate in them and, and continue to move forward. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I just love, I love your mission. I love the light you bring to the world, the love you bring to the world. And Lindsay, you truly are amazing.
1: Thank you, Bonnie. As are you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So if people want to find you and experience some of your amazingness, where can they find you, Lindsay?
1: Well, um, you already mentioned my Facebook group, the amazing challenge and, um, my email is Lindsay at gmail dot com. And once I have my website up, it'll have Lindsay Gladhill or Lindsay at Lindsay right. That's still under construction. You know, I'm on Facebook. I've got the group and I've got my my Facebook, my personal page as well.
0: And I'll put links. I'll put links in the show notes to all your contact information and also, Lindsay's both his amazing challenge and his personal Facebook page, if you feel like you need a little hit of inspiration, he's always posting the most incredible quotes and sayings and just um, things that really kind of change your perspective for any given day. So it's really, he's, he's a great person to follow. And I know he's going to do great things with his clients that he's coaching. And yeah, so... Lindsay, before we finish up, is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: Um, well, I'd want to thank you for having me on. My pleasure. And um, just let everybody know that, that is listening that uh, regardless of how we feel about ourselves, we each have amazing talents. We're, we each have our own amazing personality in our own right. Uh, are we all the same? No. But that's what makes the world so beautiful, is we don't have everybody the same. If everybody was blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and they looked the same, I think it would be boring. Yes. yes. But, um, you know, just look for the things that make you amazing, not to boast about them, but just to build yourself up and know that you have talents that make you different than everybody else. And that by sharing yourself with other people is how you can bless the lives of other people all the time.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Very wise words, beautiful words. Lindsay, I love you. You're incredible. And thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: You bet. Thank you.
0: It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of the Chronically Courageous if you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at com. That's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.